creating a character. Listen, you got here. Now you have to find a rhythm in this moment right here. This bitch is shaking her head because the same as you with you, Brooklyn, finding that right rhythm. And, and look at Mercedes is shaking her head too. Everybody says the exact same thing. Oh, well, this time I'm going to get up there. I'm going to be I know exactly what I'm going to do this time, Mr. Paul. <laughs> you have to find your own rhythm because you see all these other bitches and they're fierce. They think, oh my God, oh, how am I going to do this? Center yourself, find your rhythm, and do you. Look, I've been the number one bitch in the game for 25 motherfucking years. Ain't another bitch come for me. Why? Because I found my own right rhythm. Let the church say amen. amen. That's right. So I want to see a show. Show me the Holy Spirit in Britney's name. It's Britney, bitch. Bye. Well, our clip of the week is also our first Best Supporting Actress nomination of this episode. RuPaul is the Meryl Streep of the season with the with the BSA nominations, but like she's showing up this season, so I can't I can't hold her back from the race. You know, I can't hold her back from the BSA race. Mary, I between this workroom and her mini challenge performance, which was all improvised, I really impressed with the energy that RuPaul is putting into this season so far. Yeah. And when we talked about maybe like in the first episode, like trying to understand like what happened, did they see an image consultant? Like how did, why are we seeing such a a demonstrable change? Is it the Emmy? Who knows? But it, it definitely feels like, um, the Rue that people have been asking for. And I'm really glad that it's not like this declining Rue who eventually is just kind of like, the Lisa Kudrow cameo, you know, like he shows right. up to say hello, 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 and then leaves, you know? Right. And, you know, I guess in retrospect, it kind of makes sense that All Stars 4 had less Rue because that platform, that format of Drag Race is so produced and so much about these queens just pushing their brands and their looks and their abilities forward that it's like RuPaul doesn't necessarily always need to be there. So it's almost like they want more time for those queens instead of RuPaul. And so in retrospect, I can kind of forgive the absence, but it also feel it also felt at the time like, Mama, where'd you go? You know? Yeah, I mean, I think it was All-Stars 4, but I, I feel like it was also season 10 and All-Stars 3. There was this sense of like removed Ru. Like, I feel like this has been something I almost and I can't remember because I don't really not really keen to go back to season 10 after like parsing through the bones of it. But I feel like season 10 was like noticeably colder and chillier and like less involved. Whereas the All-Star seasons, I do expect a sort of different rue. That makes sense. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, the two moments or two episodes in season 10 that I remember RuPaul, maybe it's three episodes, is the mini challenge where she's being slapped uh, or she's slapping. Um, And then the makeover challenge when she's talking to those social media guys, uh, which I thought was enjoyable. Uh, And then also when she did the whole self-saboteur episode and went into Cracker and there was that whole thing there. 
when she was dressed as herself as Sabator, that's true. She did step it up at different moments. I just, I feel like there was just, people were still talking at that time about like a more removed Rue. And, and um, maybe this has been a long effort to try to get Rue more, uh, you know, more Mama Rue, more Rue yeah. ZQ. Yeah. <laughs> then more, then uh, not so much who are you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> She's got a whole rack of ruse. Um, She's got a whole rack of ruse, yeah. <laughs> rack of ruse. Um, so I, uh, let's talk about this clip of the week. So I guess the thesis statement here is finding your own rhythm, which has been RuPaul's gospel, I think, since the beginning. This idea about her own career, how she had to find her own path in a world where people weren't doing necessarily what she was doing, which was bringing drag to a grander scale. Uh, And just the idea of queer people living in a world of straight people and uh, you have to do this and you have to do it this way and you go to college and then you get a job and then you marry somebody, then you have kids, all of that. Those aren't our narratives at, at, at all. And so, as queer people, we often have to find and make our own narratives because there aren't necessarily there weren't necessarily ones out there. Mm-hmm. I think nowadays it might be a little bit different, but still, uh, in terms of drag, I think, and in terms of queerness, the the hor- horizon is always moving. It's always we're never at queer identity because queer identity is about it always moving past us, which I think is really exciting. And to do that, we are continuing. Uh, this tradition of reinvention and finding who we are and what makes us special and what makes us tick and then just leaning in and going with that. And so I, I it was really refreshing to see RuPaul not miss a beat in this little sermon that she gave. Yeah, and I think that like that whole idea of like finding your rhythm, I mean, I think that our the sort of queer narrative isn't it's it can include, you know, the traditional model of marriage and college and kids and all of that. Like, you, you, there are pl- lots of queer people who have followed that exact path, but I think sure. the big difference for queer folks is that we've had lots of other paths that have been at- allowed, you know, or available to us as well because there were no defined paths. And so even for the traditional things like getting married, having kids, all that, I think that for queer folks, like, there's still that idea of, well, how am I going to do it my way? You know, it's like, what's my version of it? And I think that I, I think that life lesson in this challenge of finding your rhythm, like finding out how you individually are going to do this challenge. It's not just this challenge on drag race. It's any challenge in life. And that the way you individually are going to approach that life choice or that challenge or that option, um, is valid and that you don't have to choose the option that most people do or the option that's popular that you have to kind of figure out no what's the one that's right for me that's the right one and that's hard it's easy it's so much easier to put that on a bumper sticker than it is to you know drive to that destination you know totally what spoke to me as well is when she brought it she kind of read the queens a little bit she's like oh well she done brought all these wigs and she's sucking all the air out of the room and then you get like self-conscious then you get anxious because you're like oh should I be doing that should I be doing that should I be doing that and I don't know I've experienced that very much so when I start comparing myself to other people when I start being like well they did this or oh they're doing this should I be doing this what am I supposed to be doing here maybe I'm wrong maybe I'm wrong and it's this narrative inside my head inside of I think a lot of people people's heads where they're like second guessing 
the decisions that they're making. And I, I just love that idea that she is perfectly calling out each of these girls and being like, well, she's doing this and she's doing this and she's doing this to mm-hmm. kind of remind them that they're all on the same level here. They're yeah. all dealing with the same issue. Yeah, and I love the way that she's like, and this bitch over here is nodding her head. Like, I just, <laughs> yeah. like, it was great. I, I like when Rue go like goes to that place. I think it's um it's no nonsense, but like you, you can't argue with her, you know. Um, right. And and you can't argue with the idea of her f- mocking in a sense the excuses that she's heard, right? Oh, well, I'm going to get up there and, and I know exactly what I'm going to do this time, Mr. Mm-hmm. Paul. You know, it's like we've heard that in in ele- 10 seasons of Drag Race. Like even Nina was like, "Oh, well, this isn't what I need to do." You know, it's it, it is an excuse at, mm-hmm. in, at the end of the day. It's like, "Well, no, no, I meant to do this. I meant to do this." Not to bring up a sore subject, but you know, Honey at the end of the episode was like, this wasn't what I wanted to do. I, I don't know how this is happening to me. Yeah, I feel like this season, and certainly in this episode, but I'm I'm kind of keeping an eye on it this season, is these sort of self-aware moments, you know, where it's like, in the in the edit of the episode, we see like we see people talking about like Akira Akira talking about an untucked like well I'm not going to bring some sob story or some I don't have a sob story I don't have an excuse like that's a trope you know and I right. think um, you know this whole idea of like well I'm going to bring it to the runway or you know well, I'm going to you know I'm going to turn it out this time I think there's because it's season eleven. Now, when we hear those same excuses, they're, the edit of them is like, nope, not this again. We're moving past this. Even we see that with Silky in Untucked. It's like, uh-uh, we're not going to, like, what you're doing right now is bullshit. And in maybe, like, season four, season six, you know, maybe not six because Bianca would call out, call it out. But, you know, an <laughs> earlier season, someone might not question this. Like, right. Mystique. Mystique not wanting to, like... um uh, I guess they did question her, but it makes me think of Mystique not wanting to uh, embarrass or uh, offend her friends back home in Texas with her right, mom. Right, like, right, right. <laughs> you know, like I just think like we've heard bullshit excuses and untucked for a long time now, Silky. So don't come to the room with this, you know. <laughs> and so in season eleven, they're really like responding to it aggressively that way instead of like treading familiar ground, you know. Sure, and just to speak to your point about the self awareness moments. Already in the first, what is this? The this is the third episode. The first yeah. two episodes, you know, RuPaul is like, "That'll make the edit." Mm-hmm. Oh, that'll make the promo. And you even have girls being like, "Oh no, you know, if uh, if I said this, fans would throw stones at me." Like that narrative is even coming in to what we're seeing of these however many hours of footage, which yeah. is a choice. Yeah, but I think it's a very like. It's very relevant. Like, of course, season 11, 2019 would include things like, oh, how are the fans going to react? Because that's what's sure. true. And I think when well, you have it, a season yeah. that has, like, Trump the musical, like, they're trying to be relevant. Right. Right. Oh, you are – your guns are ready for that episode. Yeah. Mary. We might and not want to do No a, pun intended, NRA. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, we might not want to do a hot take on that one because I'm already um, not <laughs> – excited about that episode um which we discussed on our hot take this week if you're a matreon if you're a new an only mary you've heard our some of our discussion on this episode already including to be honest a lack of excitement about more donald trump on drag race i just feel like can i not get you know ketchup in my ice cream you know what i'm saying (laughs) 
stink, exactly. stank Trump. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Uh, we'll see how it goes. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go in with an open mind. Uh, yeah, as, I haven't as seen I anything try yet. To do, yeah. So. Uh, well, with that, Mary, uh, what do you say we jump into this really, really fabulous episode and let our Marys know what they're listening to? Well, they are, of course, listening to another episode of All Right, Mary. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. Which is, of course, our podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of Drag Race, and the paradigm that RuPaul has created with this little beady beady TV show. I'm Johnny, and I'm loitering. Uh, and I'm Colin, and um, I'm also loitering, but, you know, I'm at another door behind a Wendy's, and nobody's answering, so... It's not going really well for me either. And this week, we are continuing our recap of season 11 with, of course, Diva Worship, this season's uh, improv acting challenge a la Bossy sure. Rossi, a la... Are there any other... Um, imp- I guess The Bitchler, sort of, in a way. Yeah, The Bitchler, um, uh, for sure. Uh, I think in terms of improv, I mean, Snatch Game is very improv-based, and then they started mm-hmm. moving it into these pseudo scripted things yeah uh, i mean J- jersey justice was improvised but mm-hmm. this was not improvised right colin like they wrote this i they think yes yeah, i think they wrote everything i think i had said on the hot take that i thought there was a teleprompter but that there wasn't because queens would not be forgetting as many uh lines as they were forgetting in the mariah group if they had a teleprompter so i think they had just written it maybe practiced it a little and then yeah, some of them. Some there of them used are. cards. I know Sugar Kane used cards, and uh, Honey and Raja had cards in front of them. Um, you know who didn't have cards? Nina Vanjie. West. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but Vanji as well. Yeah. <laughs> but Nina West. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That woman. I mean, yes, Nina West. Jesus Christ. That woman and. Vanjie, that woman, right? Now, like will... you got to give it to her, Mary. Certainly, but and we talked about this a bit on the hot take. But I will say this at the top of the episode. Now, having watched the episode a few times, unequivocally, Nina won the challenge, not Vanjie. Unequivocally, Vanjie was excellent, but Nina was the winner. Okay, I I still think Vanjie shined as bright as the best supporting actress. To mm-hmm. the point where it's like it reminds me of like a ghost situation where it's like Patrick Swayze was fantastic, but when you talk about ghost, you talk about Whoopi Goldberg, right? Well, I mean, I think that it's like that would be that would be similar to this if if, if instead of Demi Moore it was Diane Weist, because like you know what I mean? Like you okay. had like two great actresses. Like I mean, how lucky that we get to have both. But in this case, Miss Weist. Yes. Yes, yeah. I agree. Um, just to kind of circle back to our question before, season nine had Good Morning Bitches, which was okay. pseudo scripted slash improvised. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess they've been doing that, I guess, in that case, since QN News back in uh, season three. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, think. I mean, yeah. Yeah. No, that was this, scripted, I think. This was, it's similar in that sense because it's it's a live TV show. So the idea of having a live TV show challenge is mm-hmm. one that we've seen before. I think the one in uh, season 10, you could even call the drag con panels that, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. There's, there's also, what was the one, uh, oh man, uh, there was another one 
that was like a live TV show. Why am I blanking right now? I just well, there had was it the, in my head. The kids show in season five. Uh, yeah, that was, but that was scripted, right? No, I don't know. It was, That's um, okay. yeah. In any event, I mean, there's like the, the news anchor challenge from season one. Uh, so in any event, yeah, they've been kind of, they've had to be, you know, live and ready many times. That's something that I think obviously Rue is testing every season is like, if we stick you in front of a camera with a microphone, can you host to meet the Queens for an hour and a half? <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're really trying to figure out here. <laughs> Oh, that's the tea, Mary. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, all right. Well, I just like big thoughts jumping into this episode. I thought that the Britney half of the challenge was fantastic. And it made me so joyful because I was like, this is on TV. This is this queer moment. It was so, so queer and so bizarre and obscure and absurd was in love with the fact that this was on TV. Yeah, it kind of felt like that challenge had kind of had hit all of the points that Drag Race is trying to hit as a TV show. There was satire. There was just like drag. There was, you know, puns. There was puns. It was being able to kind of pull from like the drag of televangelism. Like there was... There was so much that I think RuPaul loves that that group was able to capture. And it like it was also just really fun to see good teamwork, you know, like as much as it's, you know, the car crash can be exciting. It's really cool when you see like six queens who like all of them are, are gunning for the same, <clears throat> you know, the same crowd. Right. Like uh, they all are huge personalities. They all want to win. They all want to sh- want to shine. And they collaborated like like an ensemble, you know what I mean? Like they yeah. recognized that they all had to, they all had to make room for each other for this to work. And so there was no, not, no beats were really missed, you know, cause everyone's right. listening, you know? Yeah. We haven't seen a challenge really like that before where there's two teams. I mean, the one that comes to mind is maybe the drag me to hell, like mm-hmm. uh, the, the Bianca's one. Um, th- that one I think was, was, pretty stellar in terms of them working together uh and otherwise you know there's weak performances in each team when i think of ruko's empire right there's like one kind of weaker person if we are going to call out the weaker person here it was mercedes but it was it was covered up very well because of vanji you know what i mean yeah yeah i mean it was i i think that if mercedes was going to be on that stage with anybody who was going to save her, it was Vanjie. You know, like, I think that was <laughs> the best case scenario is like, no matter yeah. what Mercedes does, Vanjie can, right, she can get, right. she can restart that car. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about a revival, Mary. <laughs> oh, completely. Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, I, I threw some money in the tip basket for that one. Vanjie, <laughs> Vanjie, like, it was just exciting to watch her. Like, I think the re, like, I, I, I'm not denying that she was awesome in this challenge, but I think, Nina had to kind of sustain the whole group the whole time. And I think that's why, like, she had more to do in more segments, I guess, is why she seemed like the winner. But Vanjie was just, like, so funny the whole time. Oh, my God. It w- yeah. Yeah. I mean, the whole time. The whole time? The whole time? Yeah. Seriously. It was it nonstop. Absolutely yeah. nonstop. Yeah. So. And it's just crazy, like, comparing the Britney group to the Mariah group of just how seamless the Britney group was and then just how um I mean I know some of some of this is obviously editing right so like they're gonna make it look worse but like 
there's no denying in the cuts where there's like it's just one take and you're just seeing honey turn around and get a glass of glitter you're like no this didn't go better than we're seeing you know yeah this it's this bad yeah 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 the 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 pauses by scarlet i mean i thought scarlet actually got better as that challenge went on but the pauses that she had in the beginning really started to set the tone. Sugar was reading from cards, which I thought was also a little distracting. Mm-hmm. And it, it it kind of got things off on a bad foot. And then you had, you know, a little plastic tiara over there uh, with her very strong character choice that just didn't work. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I feel like that character choice, a queen like Ben de la Creme could knock that out of the park uh, because of the nuance, you know? Right. But I think that's the thing is, like, if you're going to do that, you need to be in total control of when the voice is coming out and how. It's all about timing. It's all about, like, you know, setting it up so it's funnier even later because you're going to do it three or four times. It can't be the Mm. same beat, you know? And I I just think that there were elements of what, like, I appreciated that Plastique was trying to do something. Like, I think... That's more interesting than not trying, but uh, yeah, it it doesn't make me think that she's going to fail in future acting challenges because she's been funny in all of the other moments that she's had to show personality. Sure, yeah, I, it was a it was a the wrong choice, or at least you know she couldn't execute it the right way. I think it made me feel like the Mariah religion was actually like a demonic, scary one. Yeah. You know, it gave that spin of darkness to it. Like it was more like Mariah scary. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> da da doot dum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> da da boot dum. <laughs> God, a heartbreaker, Mary, or a heartbreaker. Yeah. Okay, uh, <laughs> let's jump into this challenge, or this challenge, this episode. Uh, what's what's the tea, Mary? Yeah, I mean, I think we can. I think we can skip kind of. I mean, the, the Act One guns, I think, are that is Nina not is feeling like she's fading, and sure. Silky accusing Ariel of not really being a star. So in some ways, the Act One guns were had gave us no indication of of what was going to go wrong this episode. I think it was giving us indications of what was going to go right. Because obviously oh, both yeah, of those queens right. shined, you know. Yeah. What do you What are you making of not Ariel Versace? I think or Ariel Versace. I think Ariel Versace. Uh, I'm starting to understand her aesthetic more, and I'm I'm kind of here for it. Uh, but just the idea of calling someone an Instagram queen. Now I know Ariel Versace performs like she actually is not just an Instagram queen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in terms of Drag Race, you know, we got that a lot on season seven, and there's just been some things that like, oh, she's all looks, she's all looks, uh, as opposed to being a performer. Uh, mm. What is, why are we hearing about this? Well, I mean, I think it's obviously Instagram is a relatively new platform, and I think the idea of like Instagram queen, it's really just like a shorthand for, I think, you know, a queen who who doesn't work <clears throat> in bars regularly. Like that's not how, where she's learned how to become a drag queen. And I think it kind of goes back to that idea that for a long time, that was your only option for being a drag queen. And mm-hmm. now 
and and while there were people who were getting into drag at home in their bedrooms and performing, they were doing it in front of the mirror, not the camera. But like now you can do it in front of the camera and now you could potentially have thousands of people watching, whereas a bar, you might have like a quiet Tuesday sure. night with four people, you know, one of them's a bartender. <laughs> so I think that right. like I totally understand that idea of performing in a bar and like what that means and like what that teaches you as a drag queen. But I think the folks who are knocking Instagram queens, my feeling is get with the times, girl. Like, this is where things are going, you know? As gay bars close, this is where shit's going. So, like, I think think to kind of reject it is going against the natural tide. And I don't think there's anything wrong with using Instagram to express your drag. Like, that's awesome. You know, and just to, you know, praise Jasmine Masters for a second – she was huge in the scene as a club performer, right? She knows how to do it. She's an expert. She's a master. And then she started this Instagram channel, and it, it that I think that's what skyrocketed her. Well, I think it certainly differentiated her because then people were, you know, I think what's interesting about that is that people were getting to know her and getting to know this, like, I'm Jasmine Masters and I have something to say. And, like, well, you know, her performances of Patti LaBelle songs are amazing and like not knocking them at all. I think what there's a lot of queens who can do any, you know, it, it's a lip sync. So, you know, it's sure. not your voice. I think it's really cool that social media, YouTube, I think. And maybe it was YouTube before Instagram. Right. For Jasmine. But I think yeah. that's kind of the case for all these queens. Uh, I think that kind of drag raceified Jasmine where we got to know the performer and fell in love with the performer and not just the performance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think in terms of the drag race brand, I think they are pushing that you're going to go on tour, that you're going to, you know, also have an Instagram channel, but it you're going to be live. You're going to be performing live. You're going to be hosting. You're going to be doing it all. So uh, for Silky to kind of call that out, I think is appropriate to an extent, but I don't know, just like it, to use Silky's words, like, you don't know me, bitch, you know, yeah. like, he, I don't know how much Silky really knows about Ariel Versace. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think, you know, and to your point, it's like, I mean, Instagram and social media, that's even if you're not if you're a queen who's still performing in bars five nights a week, you still need to use social media. Like, that's still part of the gig. Like, so yeah. it's like you can't you can't bite the hand that's feeding you. <laughs> Ouch. He's handing you uh, tips, you know? <laughs> Let's talk about this mini challenge, Mary. Yeah. You know, I uh, I just took some notes of the nuances I loved. Um, okay. I didn't, okay. So, or like little ones that I noticed kind of watching again. Obviously, I think I, one of my, one of, I just say one of my favorites was, was when Honey was twerking and Rue said, well, there's half a reason. You know, that, that was <laughs> half? good. Half? Yeah. <laughs> and then the editing. I mean, the editing was just, just sold it. <laughs> Totally. It's like Unha the, is another mm-hmm. character, right? Yes. Um, you know, I, this mini challenge is probably my favorite mini challenge. I think I'm prepared to say that this is one that, like, I will always laugh. Do you think that this one or do you consider the like the reading challenges to be separate from mini challenges? Okay. So those are staples. Those mm-hmm. are – that's like – fundamental if you will. Mm-hmm. yeah um let's not count uh reading challenges because it's a diff- it's its own brand but mm-hmm. in terms of like coming up with what are we gonna do with these queens for 15 minutes you know 
mm-hmm. I know you loved Mask for Mask. I know you love that one. Uh, I, from last I, I do like that one a lot. I think that one's really interesting. Um, I love the photo shoots. I always think those are really fun. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I love I mean, the reading challenges. I'm always a little tense because I'm like prepared for a bad read, you know? Okay, okay. <laughs> so it's hard to love them. <laughs> but no, this one is like, I can't think of, I can't like think of the, the Rolodex of all of the challenges, but this one is easily in my top three at least. RuPaul was brilliant playing off of these queens mm-hmm. like brilliant yeah i i loved uh-huh. every single one every single one yeah i i would say the only one that i that did not make me laugh was ariel that was a little uncomfortable oh yeah i don't know if rupaul even did anything right no i, I no, and yeah rupaul i think just kind of gave a eh and called it but like ariel <laughs> was it was just hard like so many queens were just being so funny and they cut to her and it was just like mm, this is not yeah I that was hard this isn't funny yeah, this but whatever. Um, um, you know, one of the things ahead. I was just—I don't know if you noticed, but I only like briefly noticed that uh, I think Plastique was trying to do like a nip slip, and they blurred her nipple, her fake nipple. Oh, oh Jesus! We saw yeah. we saw nipples this uh, episode. We saw the body suits, right? Mm-hmm. Or I guess I'm not remembering the live broadcast. Maybe they blurred it, but yeah, I don't know. Ugh, I'm. I did not notice that. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's just always, a weird little, always. you know, like, oh, oh, rubber nipple. Uh, uh. Like, what if there was just like a baby with a bottle? Do they blur that rubber nipple? Like, where do we stop? Uh, I loved uh, Scarlet Envy's loitering. I, mm-hmm. That delivery I thought was really fantastic. That was good. When I watched it again, I was like, uh, you know, again, everything with Scarlet Envy is like, okay, let me watch again. Oh. Okay. All right. That's not so bad. Yeah. 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 Scarlett's a good performer. I think Scarlett's yeah. a good performer. Um, yeah. I thought Mercedes had a redeeming kind of comedy moment when she basically spelled Mercedes. <laughs> yeah. Mercedes. And RuPaul yeah. was like, Mercedes? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, Akiria, I thought was really clever. Same. Uh, you no, know, you checking the RuPaul, door. <laughs> yeah, you're checking the door. <laughs> Uh, and again, I thought the winners of this mini challenge, you could, unlike other mini challenges, which is, I think, why this one is strong, unlike other mini challenges where it's like the pancake challenge, uh, yeah. it's basically just up in the air. It's subjective for these like $1,000 prizes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes producer hands because they want some people to lead the challenge and whatever. This one, I thought Raja and Nina were fantastic. Raja was serving Holiday Heart. It was very, very funny, very nuanced. Yeah, uh, and, and RuPaul was fan. RuPaul was like loving it. Ru loves that kind of like that that trashy street streetwalker kind of character. I mean, that, that line of like, <laughs> "Let me see the ass." Like that's so. It's, it's a little dark, but it's so like it's such a Ru joke. Let me see the ass. <laughs> right, right, right. Is that a rabbit coat? <laughs> yeah, it's my good fur. Like it was. Raja well, she was she goes. The there's a new. Yeah, because she hits that nuance. She goes, "Yeah, yeah, it's my good, cu- it's my good fur, it's my good fur." Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, no, and I- Nina had the costume change, right? Like Nina, ooh, when she put those glasses on with the tear coming out, mm-hmm. and that was, Jansport backpack. I, I was like, okay. 
Yeah. Shout out to Jan Sport, New York yeah. queen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Nina yeah. was, oh, God. She reminded me of sadness from Inside Out. Yes. Yes, definitely. Um, <laughs> yeah, I uh, I got a, te- and this is very much true about Nina in general, Uh I got a text from Sister Mary Jonathan, Sister Mary Cece DeSist, uh, who described Nina oh. as the Anne Dowd of drag. And I was like, yes. Yes! The Anne Dowd of drag. Yeah. <laughs> she really is. She really is. Like, uh, and, and I mean, not for Ugh. nothing, but I also love it how in Untucked they call her dad. I'm sure you love that. I did love that. I did yeah. love that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Dad. Uh, and then, you know, Silky, I thought was also very funny. Um, just the, just her, the nuance of her laughing when RuPaul dares her. Mm-hmm. I remember she, that, RuPaul's yeah. like, oh, I'd like, I'd like to see you try. She's like, I kind of like that. She was just like standing at the, at the camera, shaking her boobs and just got like, I just like the editing of that was great. Yeah, very clever, very clever. Uh, yeah, so Nina and Raja win, um, and and it's well deserved. They break up into those teams. Uh, I I don't know when I when I heard Nina say, you know, these are the this is the acting challenge. This is improv. This is the meat of Drag Race. Mm-hmm. I of course went to food, and I'm like, okay, if if acting challenges are the meat of Drag Race, Colin, what's the side vegetable? I. Uh... <laughs> How are you going to make it funny? How are you going to make it funny? You know? <laughs> make me laugh. Make me laugh. Uh, instead of snatch game, it's the starch game. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I... Uh, yeah, that's I. I don't know. I I didn't prepare for this. Um, I think the I think if if oh, acting okay. is the meat, then I think that fashion is the potatoes, and I think that okay, charisma is the gravy, and I think mm. that um, what kind of plate you serve it on is the nerve. Okay, all right. I'm thinking fashion you know I'm is more the plate you serve it on. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Larry? see, I think like I think how you I think like the energy that you you're presenting everything with, like the you underneath all the stuff you're presenting, like that's like because mm. that that plate has to be able to serve all kinds of dishes. You got to be able to serve catfish and uh, collard greens and sweet tea, like uh, Silky was the first week of the runway. You got to serve birds. <laughs> You gotta serve all yeah, kinds of things. Yeah, you gotta serve things. birds. Yeah, you gotta serve birds. Yeah, apparently so. you gotta serve uh, jellyfish. You know, you, you gotta, gotta do it, Mary. You don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fresh tilapia. Uh, all right, so they. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, fish, fish. Yeah. Uh, body, yadi yadi. Yeah. Stop relying on that plate. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mary. <laughs> Sloshing a bowl of soup. It's yeah. just like that was the best. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Clam chowder. Oh. Uh, Go ahead, Mary. Um, uh, oh, okay. So I I loved – I just want to comment on Nina West as a team captain is how team captains are supposed to be. She was just like – Okay, how are they supposed to be? And friendly and open and thinking and listening and being a camp counselor, a camp director. Uh, I, I just think Nina – this episode in general, I think for me, I was like, okay, I'm afraid to get attached, but I love Nina West. And I knew I would, but I didn't know I'd like her this much. And I I just don't want her to get that, like, 
mayhem treatment where she shines and then falters because I think she has uh like she I think she's just like really good TV. She's really enjoyable to watch. I don't think she's boring. I think she's really funny. I think she's I don't know. She she's like a drag race talent uh, contestant. I just I'm I'm very charmed by her the whole time and she's really talented. Yeah, she's really talented. I was worried when I saw her runways the first two weeks because I was like, really? You're like known for these fierce fucking looks. But this runway I thought was redeeming with the mop. So I this episode, Nina West, I was like, great. There's a reason why I fucking love you and why, you know, I, I, I said this last episode, but I'm a little biased when it comes to Nina West because I am, you know, Attracted to Nina West. So it's, yeah, you want to go south with <laughs> Nina West. Yeah, sure. <laughs> south by Nina West. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so go ahead. Oh, uh, well, I guess it. Uh, I also, well, now that we've kind of talked a bit about Nina and uh, her team, which I think, you know, they had a good little energy kind of jumping over to the Mariah team. Uh, well, before that, I, Mary, before that, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but before that, I wanted to just quickly bring it up because it's worth it the kind of cringy moment where evie suggests mercedes character of being from africa and you know not knowing what a britney spears is and then ariel chiming in well we just have spears or something Uh, it was another one of those moments where you're like all right they're gonna lean into a stereotype it's easy and i guess for mercedes they're like shit what are we gonna do with mercedes because she's probably the weakest on the team. Right. And when Nina asked her, like, do you have any, like, points of reference to work with as playing this character? Like, she just was really lost. And I think I kind of liked Evie's original idea of, like, being someone who has no idea who Britney Spears is. But I don't think that it necessarily had to be the, like, clueless village woman. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it needed to be right. this, like automatically be this like tribal character and i think it would have been really funny if she was some other type of character who had no idea who britney spears was you know yeah just like clueless like completely clueless like maybe somebody that just walked off like amish country or somebody that uh you know literally like came down from another planet even you know right like anything she could have been in a coma for 10 years you know like whatever like something for most of her life and she's just woken up and who knows but i think yeah i i mean i i think when ariel said the thing of like we only have spears it's like i mean it's clever in that situation but it was just like sure sure i i get the pun (laughs) i get the pun yeah yeah, no no i i I can't deny the, the the punniness of that suggestion and it's like girl we're on tv and we're dealing with a lot of fucking bullshit right now in the world so uh but yeah yeah, um i don't know (laughs) but i guess at the end of the day you know we talked about this last week i think that like the stereotypes are there is kind of the easy pick that like hey if you can't think of anything else go with the obvious and like just lean into that because like it's i don't know it it's easy so it it makes sense when as a choice you know i will say this and i don't know i don't want to dwell on this for too much longer but the group as a whole came up with such clever lines and s- such creative ways of making this Britney Spears religious channel that I don't know why they couldn't push a little bit further to be a little bit more creative here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. I mean, I think the fact that like, well, I mean, you know, I think that there were watching it again. I think that honestly, 
Nina, Ariel, and and Vanjie were really the strongest in the group. And and I would say that <clears throat> Brooke and Evie and Silky were kind of like safe, fine. And then yeah. So I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that like there certainly were like le- like levels of contribution, like levels of of greatness, even in this even in this great challenge and this great group that I. It, it kind of feels to me that like there's there's elements of like we're all in this together and there's elements of like well listen girl like I can't I can't help you once you get out of here you have to get your line out you know um, right, I do think right. though that watching it again Mercedes I think fucked up because I think Vanjie fucked up partially because I think Vanjie was supposed to say do you know about Britney Spears and she said do you about about Miss Spears and so I think that the the cue that Mercedes was, was supposed to use for the pun. I think Vanjie didn't deliver it. So just saying, oh, I, okay, teamwork. Right. Well, but like, I I think that may have been part of the reason why uh, Mercedes was so flustered. Yeah, that was your cue. That was your cue. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, <laughs> just throw back to season six. We love season six. All right, let's jump over to Mariah. Uh, I, this was so frustrating to watch because they were like, uh, well, maybe we shouldn't do Mariah. Yeah, maybe right. we shouldn't and, do her. <laughs> and there really wasn't, I mean, I, I there really wasn't anybody else. Like, for them to be so uncertain about her, I just can't understand why you wouldn't choose Lady Gaga. Like, I, that just seems, like, so obvious, so easy. She was on the last season. like Right, or you, Madonna, right? Madonna, right. Lady Gaga, yeah. And, like, regardless of, of when anybody, or how familiar anyone is with American pop culture, I I think Lady Gaga is still a pretty safe choice to, like, have some understanding of her. You know, like, I guess there's a lot of debate about, like, Plastique and how much she knew about, like, if she moved here 10 years ago and four years ago, Beyonce, We'll we'll talk about that when we get there. Oh, But, like, I think in general, like, I think the moment that Raja, when they said that Raja started singing So Emotional by Whitney Houston as an example of a a Mariah song, I think that was probably the exemplifying moment of how this team was going to do. Did you catch that? When they were talking about like oh, different songs, oh, it was in ridiculous. Mariah's. She's, I get so emotional, baby. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, that seemed to me like, well, I think that sums up how this group is gonna do. Yeah. Well, you've succeeded. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I. It was, it was, it was kind of a mess. Also, I don't think that Raja, as the leader, was doing enough facilitation. Does that make sense? She wasn't making yeah. these decisions. Yeah, I'm. I was very surprised, like that she was, like, you know, we'll get to it. But like, what was Sugar doing in the bottom too? Raja should have been, you know, shaking in those boots, those boots she wore twice. Uh, by by the end of that <laughs> lip sync, it made no sense to me. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I I will say, I I won't save it for later. But I think Raja is fantastic in the confessionals. She was doing really well in some of these confessionals and she's charming in that sense. So, but yeah, I mean, sugar, sugar, I hope stays for a little while, right? Sugar is an energy I need there. Uh, I, I have a feeling that it's going to, she's going to get to snatch game and then maybe Peter out a little bit after that. That's kind of what I'm getting. I don't know. I don't want to think about such terrible things. And that's why they, and I don't mean, I don't mean to say like, that's where I think she should, but I think that's the edit she's getting. Right. Mm-hmm. The fact that they put her on the bottom there 
It's like, girl, really? Yeah, I don't know. It's so early. It's so hard to tell. It, the first three episodes, three, four episodes, I feel like, you know, there'll be a queen like Kahana who kind of like lip syncs and, sa- and, and saves herself, then lip syncs and goes home. You know, Calorie Karpdashian had the same kind of thing. Monica Beverly Hills yeah. had that. Like, so that happens a lot early in the season. But, you know, Raven was in the bottom two twice the beginning of her season. So you never know. All right. All right. Yeah. Raven. Um, listen, Mary, uh, why don't we take just a quick little break? Uh, I need to go to the bathroom. All righty. And we're back. Thank you, Mary. Uh, so sure. we have the this main challenge where Ross is just everybody's cheerleader and telling them when to stop and go. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that I like that Ross was there, but was just kind of helping facilitate and do a little bit of color commentary. I think it was a, I think in general, the way that they did this, where we saw them filming it, and then we were seeing the final product at the same time. I love Mm. this. I would love to see future kind of acting challenges done this way, because watching them perform it, and then like, watching the final product maybe just recapping it i'm just like oh for god's sake i just took notes on this so maybe i'm talking about oh, this as I a see. recapper yeah. but like yeah. i like how they kind of condense it all into like you know we see some rehearsal stuff and then the final product and then everything else is about drama and conversations right right and i feel like if there was stuff that happened in between maybe they could have done it but there there's too many queens right now and too many runway looks and whatever for them to do that twice Oh, and it just feels kind of like, I mean, it w- doesn't feel necessary. Like, I'm I'm just, I think the structure was really good. Uh, I I think it was Nina in her wheelhouse. Um, yeah. Nina was so comfortable. It was yeah. really, really fantastic. It was really fantastic to see all of her nuances. One of my favorite Nina lines is, uh, ooh, that's filthy. Oh, yeah. So Nina, of course, and Dowd herself is a, is another Best Supporting Actress nominee this episode um, okay. for both that that moment when she says, oh, that's filthy. Um, and uh, then when they come back from commercial break the second time and it's the way that she says, and welcome back to the Give Me More Prayer Circle and the way that she kind of laughs how she when she says it. <laughs> it's like she's been doing this for years. It's so familiar uh-huh. and like lived in. <laughs> And, like, that's the kind of nuance I've come here for. So, Nina, uh, there's probably another moment she has later. But in general, like, Nina in this challenge, Best Supporting Actress nominee, so good. I think I I think I think really loved and appreciated that Nina calls Miss Vanjie Vanessa. Did you catch mm-hmm. that? Ugh, I uh, just think that's so sweet that she calls her Vanessa. You mean, like, just com- in conversation or in the challenge? N- no, she didn't say it in the challenge. She said it in the confessional when she was talking about how Miss Vanjie thanks herself. She's like, thank you, Miss Vanjie. Oh, yeah. I thanked myself. And she she refers to her as Vanessa. Uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, so I mean, sweet. <laughs> I would I kind of hope that Nina West is going to be Miss Vanjie in Snatch Game. I don't want to oh, say nothing, totally. but like totally right. And yeah, I, I don't know I who she came be... prepared for, but, you know, maybe that's a precursor, you know. I mean, that'd be just – what a goop. That'd be so funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. I uh, I also – I mean, Brooklyn Heights – first of all, I feel like she's serving us this mix of, like, Jinx Monsoon and Magnolia Crawford. Okay, okay, look. yes. Like yes. the red hair and the gaudy gown. But right. I 
I really wish that she was like 20% more nuanced and like had a real, you know what it makes me think of? Do you know the old SNL skit with like Jan Hooks and um, I can't remember the other one, but I think they played church ladies or like women like this. And there's folks listening. You you guys, you got the, the gif of the girl coming home from the party. You got Jennifer the party pooper, all these party related deep cuts. If you could send us a gif or a link to the video I'm talking about that I can't think of. What I'm, I'm, oh, I think it was um, Jan Hooks and, uh, fuck, the woman who was in Dropped It Gorgeous. Oh, well. It's going to – I'm not going to think of it. Uh, but in any event, uh, that idea that, like, both of them are these, like, distinctive, like – they both should have a nuance that we can recognize them by. And I could definitely get – like, I could see who Nina was playing, but Brooks didn't feel fully, like, textured, you know? I get what you're saying – what I appreciated about Brooke was that she was playing in a, no pun intended, but the straight man to let Nina mm-hmm. kind of like have it. You know what I mean? And I think that's important to, in terms of cohesion and teamwork and like a whole ensemble cast. When you're working with somebody that like Nina, who is killing it, you can't try to battle it. You have to also just support it. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I, I mean, I think that that makes me think about, um, and just to complete the thought, it was Jan Hooks and Nora Dunn. Um, but anyway, okay. um, the what it makes me think about is Alaska and Alyssa in All Stars 2 in the stand-up challenge, where right. Alaska in some ways was playing the straight man, but she had her own thing that still let her pop at certain points. And I think okay. that that was what I would have loved to see, because I agree with you. I don't think, I think if Brooke tried to like match Nina's level, it would have been annoying and the, the levels wouldn't be there. But I right. think that she could have had her own thing that made me remember her. And I okay. can't like hang on to anything, you know? Yeah, she, it seemed like she lacked like a true voice, you know? What I, and I don't mean just like her voice, but I mean like a voice in who this person was, right? Her character was a little yeah. developed. Yeah, I hear Totally, you. totally, I yeah. But not uh, like bad, well, just not better, yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, I appreciated just one little nuanced line. If it worked on Sis, it will work on this. Mm-hmm. A really yeah. great little rhyme that I thought was hilarious. Ariel's makeup, I just want to say, Ariel's makeup is obscene and fantastic. I'm just starting to notice yeah. that there's so much of it, and it's it's actually pretty brilliant. Am I wrong? Yeah. No, you know, honestly, like watching it again when RuPaul – uh, give some special props to Vanjie and Ariel. I thought it was well-deserved for both of them. I mean, Ariel really pushed herself out of that 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 one sort of characterization that she has. I don't think she did any of the peace signs in the head. There may have okay. been a little bit of head swivel that they cut away from, but I didn't see it. <laughs> uh, it's like the new, it's like the new like air guitar is Ariel's head. Um, so if Ariel <laughs> ever does that movement while doing air guitar, I'm going to just like spontaneously combust. But I, um, I I think that she really pushed herself, and I think that she was – I think she outshined uh, Silky, to be honest with you. Yeah. Oh, uh, Silky was – Silky was great. Silky was great, but the focus was certainly on Ariel. Yeah. She you know, kind of took watching it. it. But watching it again, I, Silky was just kind of okay to me. And then, like, I guess seeing Untucked and the way she talked about being, like – less engaged because it wasn't Whitney or she, she felt weird about it or that whole thing we'll get into. Um, 
I could kind of see that. I could kind of see that Silky, much like Brooke, she wasn't giving me a distinctive character either. She right. was just kind of being Silky in a church hat. And I think that Ariel was definitely, like, working her butt off to give us a distinctive character, you know? Yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I think I'm with you on that. I think Silky shined in the sense that she could sing, you know? Uh, it was, yeah, it I mean, was great. It was great. She had the energy. Yeah. I also think, and like you were talking about with like the plate and the gravy and whatever, Silky brings an energy every time, much like Vanjie, where it's like, okay, at least the energy is there and we don't have to worry about, you know, something falling a little short. I think of season eight with uh, Nasha Lopez a little bit, right? And there's just like, mm-hmm. it's just a little bit under, you know? Yep, it, it, it's on. It's on like a different frequency, or it's at a different volume level, or something. It just like doesn't sync up with everybody else. No, I agree. I think that that is Silky definitely brought the energy, and I think in the sing along, like all of that really helped. But right. I, I there was nothing about her that stood out to me the same way it did Ariel or um, Nina, or obviously Vanjie. Yeah, agreed uh, completely. Uh, and we'll talk about Silky's runway look as well, which I thought was safe you know or just not it wasn't as exciting uh like this challenge performance yeah yeah no i agree i agree um uh, what what's exciting about silky is you know what she's doing behind the scenes and that character that that the reality show thing that she's doing you know what i mean yeah you know i think what we see in untucked this week is it it was strange because I felt like as good as, as Silky seems to be at the reality TV portion of this competition, I feel like the way that she went off in, un, in Untucked this week, it was like she blew the load a little too early. It was a little like too aggressive. It was like, right. I get it. You want to create a moment in Untucked. I get it. But like this is like like I think somebody said this, I think, in like All Stars 3 or something of like that's a lot of emotions for safe, you know? And <laughs> I feel like <laughs> – Brilliant. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm thinking. That's like I yeah. was watching on Tucked. I'm like, what? What? St- Dr. Silky, Dr. Ganache, what is going on here? Why are you so upset yeah. right now? <laughs> right. Like, what are you so mad about? Why are you taking your dress off? Like, no one, like, what? Like, and I was, I was, I was, I was Evie in that moment of like, what does that have to do with anything? Like, it was just. I was like, this means who cares? <laughs> oh, but there was a great meme that came out of it. Oh, a great meme. Uh, so was it the bottoming it was, one? It was the what? The bottoming one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was when, like <laughs> when, when they cancel after you've douched, and it's like I was. Yeah. <laughs> it's moments well, like that like, that you love the internet. You love the internet in those moments. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It was like, I think someone like posted like a picture of like a t-shirt or something somewhere that said, I cleaned my ass out for this. <laughs> <laughs> and I just like, it's so gross, but I think. Uh, like, we, we've all been there, Mary. Thought? <laughs> we've all had been that there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking up my internal pH balance for this. <laughs> Oh, bravo, Mary. Uh, so uh, what other nuances did you notice in Brittany, or did you want to move on to the WYB network? 
Well, I mean, it, it was almost a BSA nomination, but I just, I loved at the end when Ross was like, that was Britney, bitch. Like, that was just like, <laughs> Ro- Ross's navigation of a pun is is expert level. Like, I think there right. are many reasons why right. Ross makes perfect sense as a host on Drag Race. And yeah. it, like, I could go on all day, but I think one of them is he's just so good at puns in the way that RuPaul, like, appreciates, you know? Oh, sure, sure. I, I don't even know... I would not be surprised if he wrote them and it wasn't all like writers. You know what I mean? Oh, no, yeah, because probably, I mean, on his podcast, like he's so quick, like he's so right. quick that these are all just coming from him. Ugh, brilliant. Um, to be honest with you, I don't have much to say about When You Believe, uh, the church of Mariah Carey. I, uh, the, the only thing that I could like put in place to talk about here is what else they could have done. You know what I mean? Like I just. I, the the best part of it was when Akira was like, "Girl, fish turned into a demon." That was my favorite part yeah. of this whole challenge. And otherwise, I was like, it was watching watching an uninteresting car crash. It was it was like watching a balloon deflate because I was so mm-hmm. high from the last challenge, and it was just this balloon right. that was just melting. And I was like, "This, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't." Mm-hmm. This isn't right. It gets this caught in right. a tree, but then it just keeps going. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. So the notes that I have, I mean, I'm curious if you if you got this as well, but Sugar Cane was serving me Sherry Vine with that hair. Were you getting? <laughs> no, I missed you did that. not see the Sherry the Sherry Vine realness that Sugar was giving. Oh my god, she was yeah, channeling her. Um, and then Scarlet uh, Envy was giving me Alice Ripley. I was just I was getting lots of like New York divas. Um, Wait, oh, so Sugar Cane was was. Uh, you said it was Sherry Vine. Okay, I I guess I can't remember Sugar Cane. I, 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 what you should she go like. back. Yeah, yeah, she looked like Sherry Vine. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I felt like Akira was doing a lot, hitting a lot of the same beats that Mayhem Miller was hitting in the Bossy Rossi challenge, where like she comes out and she's immediately like, "Oh, stay away from me! Ooh, I'm freaked out! Ooh, I'm oh, scared!" Right. And it's really hard to perform with that, you know? Like, yeah. It's hard to, like. Y- yeah. To oh. yes and that, you know? Right. And that it's, it is just one note. There's not much she can yeah. do besides that. So it doesn't help the challenge. It doesn't help the people around you. And then you're stuck in that box. So Akira really, yeah, yeah she, she wasn't able to get out of that until, obviously, you know, she became a Mariah fan. Uh, and yeah. Then, but I, that's so quick after that. She wasn't the weakest one in the group, but she was by no means like, I don't, I, like, good i think it was a lot of like classic bad bad schmacting you know yeah uh, i oh my next bsa is just when they were talking when she, they were doing the conversion and i think they started talking about sparkle and then ross was like sparkle instead of uh glitter instead of honey it was or glitter glitter um, glitter yeah ross is I, co- that, yeah that was mm-hmm. a mistake yeah. yeah it was cute ross is sort of like the Melissa McCarthy of Best Supporting Actress nominations. It's like, oh, how could I not? Oh, he was great in that, you know? Um, sure. So it's just a just a, a, a sweet nomination for, for Ross. Um, all right. All right. I, I didn't think Scarlett did that poorly after that first segment. I thought after that, I thought she kind of rised a little bit to the occasion. I guess maybe because the other girls she noticed. I don't know why. But uh, it seemed like she just got a little bit better. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, I think that she at first it felt like she was just like trying different things to kind of like like I didn't understand some of the bot like the the like the shake in the boobs and rolling her eyes seemed to be like right. her way of like I didn't get it. I was like, do you, who who are you trying to be right now? Uh, whereas I think that Sugar seemed a little more like confident in the character she was playing. Yeah. But I think also it's probably just point of comparison because I think Plastique and Akira were kind of a mess. And then Raja serving Maxine Waters and Honey were just... Yeah, Maxine Waters meets Whitney Houston. It was rough. It was really rough. But singing, you don't want to hear bad singing. Bad singing is only funny for like, I don't know, one little bit. Like one little bit of time. Otherwise, you, you want it to be good. You want the lyrics to be funny. You want the performance to be funny. You don't want it to seem like... Oh, they're bad singers. Ha ha. Like, I don't want to hear that. Yeah. I also was getting, <clears throat> ju- not a, not to, you know, mention SNL again, but it seemed like they were, they were the, they were Fred Armisen and Kristen Wiig during Weekend Update when they come unprepared, but they have to plug mm-hmm. an album that they haven't written yet. And so they're uh-huh. like, yeah, I love to go to the supermarket. And when I go, mm-hmm. and it just seemed like they were, working off of each other and nobody was driving the bus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think like this was not this was not Florence Foster Jenkins over here. You know what I mean? Like this is not like <laughs> She's over there like, "Well, fuck my drag, right?" <laughs> um but <laughs> only performed at Carnegie Hall, but like, "Hey, who the fuck am I?" Uh but <laughs> But no, I mean like I think that I think that if you're going to do, you know, bad singing, that, like, the intention has to be there. Like, it has to be, oh, you are doing a performance of bad singing. You're doing, like, it's kind of like um, Sister Act 2 when she's like, oh, turn up your hearing aid. You know what I mean? Like, when she's playing the – you have to, like, if if – if somebody's That's Sister fucking Act one. up, That's Sister Act 1. Yeah, right. This is yeah. Sister Act 1, excuse me. Right. Yeah. But if somebody's Alma, fucking up, check it your has battery. To, Can I have an A? It has to – Sorry, I had to perform the scene. Sorry. Sorry, to perform the scene. Okay. Uh, if you're going to fuck up, then it has to be that the performer is capably fu- performing cu- fucking up, you know? Uh, right, right. And it, the other thing that makes that funny is other people reacting to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whereas this, it was, I think everyone was, if they had this bit that, like, the two church ladies were, like, drunk the whole time. Right. It'd be a little weird, but you could get away with being messy. Uh, yeah. But yeah. this... I mean, it was unfortunate because I kind of think that the two characters, they, and Ross says this later, like, we know who these women are. And it's unfortunate that they couldn't really channel those women because I think it would have been really funny. I think it was like, all you had to do was, was like, make connection with the ball and you'll knock it out of the park, you know? Yeah, I get that. So when Ross says, I'm going to give you ladies some advice, bring it on the runway, do you think at that, like, I feel like this group was kind of set up to lip sync against each other. There's a little bit of rigor morris of like, okay, we're going to have all of you bitches lip sync. Do you know what I mean? Like, I wonder how early that decision was made. Well, my sense is they probably knew or they knew that if they, unless they had to change things up and judge them individually, that uh, they could just have one team be safe. And then, yeah, I mean, why not? Like, 
they know that they're only going to eliminate one queen this week. So it doesn't make a difference whether they have two queens lip sync or six queens. Might as well right. have the goop. It's season 11. Yeah. You might as yeah. well ha- have the goop of six. Um, right. So, yeah, I think this was always planned as the whole team, even if some of them were, were good, the whole team's going to have to lip sync. The whole team? Sorry, again. The oh, whole team. Terrible. Yeah. Oh, terrible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and that's such like you, a yeah. – I was say, there's, there's a season four deep cut of – when uh, I think when Alicia Summers arrives to the workroom and Latrice uh, after LaShawn Beyond and Alicia Summers get there and it's all these Florida queens and Latrice goes, whole team, got the whole team. So anyway, that's <laughs> another whole team reference. Whole team. Oh, my whole team, mem- uh, Mary, my whole team reference is when the whole team is in my bedroom. You know what I mean, Mary? Oh, sure. Like the whole <laughs> rugby team in Portland. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, we're and in the crush. locker room and it's the whole team, Mary. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. The whole team's uh, tag teaming my whole. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, exactly. Uh, speaking of yeah, holy. Talking about tapping uh, it out, Akila. Yeah. <laughs> I tap out. Um, I tap out. <laughs> Uh, all right. Tap in and out, Mary. In and out. In and out. In and yeah, out. In, in and, and out. out. In and out. In and out. <laughs> <laughs> and um, keep it in. <laughs> what do you think about uh, Vanjie and Brooke's love connection? Is this, you know, TV being TV again? Well, only if we can call it Brangy. Um, <laughs> I... <laughs> Brangy, you're a fine girl. Sorry. <laughs> you probably hate that song. Yeah, miss- <laughs> I don't even know what that song is. Oh, Mary. Okay. Mary's out there listening. Please, at Colin Drucker on Twitter, the song Brandy. Okay. So go ahead, Mary. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and find that clip with Jan Hooks and Nora Dunn while you're tagging a bitch. Um, help me out. Uh, so, uh, you know... I think it's there for a reason. I I think some of it feels like a little responsive of like, oh, it's season eleven, and I bet like, you know, people want to see a little bit of a little bit of Kai Kai in the workroom. But yeah. I also think that ultimately, like, this is this is a smoking gun. Like, when are they gonna have sex? When? <laughs> when is this love affair gonna blossom? They're going to give each other hand jobs in the back of the van on the way home. Yeah, right. Don't I, fuck. I, it, it was like that in uh, season seven. You had the love connection between Trixie Mattel and Miss Fame. And then in season five, oh. Jinx Monsoon and Ivy Winters, uh, all kind of pushing something that might be interesting. I don't know. The fact that they put it in interests me because I'm like, hmm, I wonder if this happens again. But. I, I, I'm not going to fall for it this time. I'm not going to fall for it this time. They're just they're no. just making me think about some fantasies. That's all, Mary. <laughs> That's it. That's it. And Nina West isn't even in them. So what are you even doing <laughs> thinking about it? You know? Why bother? You know? Oh, why bother, Mary? Um, why all right. Bother? Let's uh, let's talk about the – I think I was with you during when, when the hot take um, when I reached out to the screen and said, I just want to hug her when – Mercedes said, can we talk about something else? Oh, this was such an interesting moment because I had expected that this was going to be kind of like, you know, basically the social justice corner of like, let's let's talk about what it means to be Muslim. Let's yeah. let's have a moment here yeah. um, or talk about what conflicts come up for this 
Muslim drag queen. Right, I'm right. sure there are some. Right. Islam uh, 101. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, ultimately, I think for Mercedes, I think that if they're going to show any of this in the first episode, they're going to show clips of something she doesn't want to talk about, then likely we'll hear more about it later. Sure. Um, I I don't know. I think when it comes to Akira's questions, um, no comment. <laughs> Mary. <laughs> I, I Mary. mean, honestly, girl. 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 Mausoleum. It, it was It was a little cringy. I mean, I get that people don't know. People live in little bubbles, and that, and I'm glad that they're asking questions. I do think it's a safe space to ask questions, but it's also Mercedes' choice to be like, "Girl, I'm walking away. Like, I do not want to talk about this. Like, this is not something I want to talk about." Um, but at the same time, Mary, and you know, again, the the tongue always falls on the sore tooth uh, with what's happening in New Zealand or what happened in New Zealand. This was just a very interesting week to have. Mercedes be like I don't want to talk about it do you know what I mean yeah no certainly I mean I think uh we've probably talked about this in the past maybe in the, maybe on the hot take or last week the idea that like you know she doesn't have to she doesn't have to talk about anything but that's kind of what we're doing here you're kind of here to share your story and you've been chosen because you have a story that's going to appeal to a lot of people or that we want to tell and right. so that's the name of the motherfucking game to quote a Delano and so I think what happened this weekend in New Zealand, I think, I mean, not to say there's like some, well, if only Mercedes spoke up. I'm not trying to say that, but like, I no, think no, it just no, goes no. to I, like, this is an important, relevant story to see um, positive, thriving stories about Muslim people in the world. You know, like we need more of them because we just got like a really shitty one this weekend. So right. the more positive ones we could have, uh, the better. Yeah, completely. And like, I just, yeah, I, that narrative is yeah it's just it's shifting that narrative from just like one to something a little more positive yeah and i mean i know that dr ganache can be extra and i do think that she kind of inserted herself here to kind of help facilitate mercedes moment which i think came from a good place mm -hmm. with good intentions but i was a dr ganache was a little bit extra you know there was like a little bit too much ganache a little too much butter in the chocolate. Oh yeah, it wasn't as silky as you would have liked. It was a little. It was a little thick. Yeah, it was a little chunky. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you mean like the moment when she was like? Because I think she was kind of doing this moment of like, uh, "How do you praise Allah?" Is like what we're trying right. to ask. And right. And I, you know, I, I, it's funny because I, I actually expected you to appreciate that moment of like her trying to be like, her trying to kind of like, gently say like, "Okay, here's." Here's a suggested way of talking about this topic. Like, I feel like she was showing her doctorness. Uh, no, and, and that's why I'm that calling because... her Dr. Ganache. That is why I'm calling her Dr. Ganache. Yeah. I appreciated that moment. And it, I don't think she read the room. I don't think she read that Mercedes was, like, not having this. That Akira was needed to be educated somewhere else. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. The one thing I will say for Akuria is, well, some of the things she was saying, I was like, oh, that's a weird thing to ask or say. Like, you've really never heard the expression Allah. Like, that's just really surprising to me. You're the one here saying, how come Plastique's never heard of Mariah Carey? Right. But there's like, what, a billion fucking people who, fall, who praise Allah? Like, what right. are you fucking doing? Um, yeah. And so, like, I think what, what Akuria was saying that did make sense to me, though, was when she was like, to me, like a church is just like a place you go to worship yeah. and she wasn't getting caught in the specifics. And I think that uh, that's a that's a valid point of view. It's like she just sees 
she's just using the term as like do you have a, a place house. of worship but yeah she, right yeah and she just like wasn't i don't know like I, I don't think she was totally off base but there were moments where she <laughs> where she was i think yeah <laughs> it just came off as you know it just came yeah. as yeah um yeah. do you want to talk about um i i'm gonna call this next segment uh ladies and gentlemen please welcome to the stage ant eater Oh, yes. Pepto Bitchmore. Yeah. I... <laughs> uh, let's call it what it is, uh, Mary. Pink penis. <laughs> yeah. Penis. Sorry. Your tail's dragging on the floor. I can hear you coming. Uh... <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I. Uh, this, I mean, this bitch knows she's on TV and she's given mm-hmm. us what we want to see. And yeah. uh, I, I, I don't know. I think, I think the question on everyone's mind is like, but why did you have to paint your taint? You know? Right, right. I don't know. I, cause I watched the runway really closely. I'm like, that's so extra. She painted her whole body. I mean, maybe to get into the yeah. fantasy, you paint your whole body. But yeah, this was certainly. Uh, all right, I'm gonna have a, a a big dick moment in the workroom, you know. Yes, yes, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. back up that big dick energy with a big dick. Yeah, right. Yeah, like maybe Guillermo is watching in the two way mirror right now. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, right. Like Troy Savan, who you know, but like, yeah, uh, right, right, right. Maybe. Right. Yeah, maybe maybe Guillermo's got that like what what was that like the suspender gun holder holster thing he had on? Yeah, yeah, it's sexy. That? Yeah, that's a look. Yeah. It's just like something, yeah, it's like uh I forget what it's called. I'm not a fashion person. Um I'm sure many of our Marys will tell us what the, I I just thought it was like a holster. Yeah, it's like a holster harness kind of quality. Marys, right. you know what to do. Tweet it a bitch. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um shall we go to the runway? Let's go to the run, 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 runway. I was unable to take notes on these looks, but I did screenshot them. So I have them a la Grizzly Kiki in front of me. Well, all right. Well, I took some notes. So maybe want to just, well, Rue is wearing a nice green gown with a fun <laughs> hip. So all that green. <laughs> All that green. Uh, And of course, yeah, we get uh, Guillermo Diaz and Troy Savan, who I'm aware of that name, but I think I keep thinking it's just like an anagram for like Amy Grant. Uh, So who is Troy Savan? Mary, I feel just (laughs) as old, just as out of touch. We are going to get red for fucking filth. I'm sure that Troy is super talented and really great, but uh, and maybe I've heard his music before. But I, but I didn't know it's him. I, and you know, I to be honest with you, I thought his name was pronounced a different way. I feel really dumb. It was really nice hearing about him and from him on what's the tea. So I appreciated that. But yeah, I think you know, just like any time somebody comes onto a reality show or is on television, it's more press. So yeah, of course I'm going to research who Troy Sivan is. I'm excited by him. So. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think he's he's obviously some kind of name, but I um I'm much too busy uh, taking notes on old Barbara Harris movies to <laughs> keep up with who the fuck Troy Savan is. Like, yeah. I'm just following my own rhythm in this world, and it's yeah, there and you that's go, Mary. Not part of yeah. my rhythm. 
Yeah, yep. I'm not. not I'm not gonna rhythm. be. Yeah, I'm not gonna be here for people, you know, insulting me or you or reading us for not knowing who he is because, yeah, we have different focuses, we have different ideas, we have different aesthetics, we have, you know, it, sorry is what we, we we. I'm sorry, Nina. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but Name yeah, three Brent Vaccaro movies and call me in the morning, and then you can right. call me out for not noting who Troy Savon is. Right. Name three you seduction know? songs, Mary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> seduction, seduct, selectivity. <laughs> um, uh, like, if you don't know right. who Zora Lampert is, then I don't need to know who Troy Savon is. That's my rule <laughs> in life. Um, yeah, well, you know, what's beautiful about ignorance and not knowing what something is is that, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll educate myself. That's all. It, we don't need yeah. to shame. Just like we're not going to shame Akira for not necessarily knowing what things are. We're a little confused by it. Like, people might be confused that we don't know who Troy Savon is, but it's like, all right, well, we have work to do. There. Done. Yeah. Done. You're right. Do better. Um, so <laughs> you're right. Uh, so let's go through these looks. So <laughs> I just want to get like a stamp that says you're right. And then just be tired. Um, honey dressed for her funeral. You know what I mean? Like, oh, Mary. she dressed for her funeral. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. wonder how many times that's like happened. Right. Where a queen is wearing mm -hmm. black and, you know, they shouldn't have. Um, I, Nicole Page I did, Brooks. Nicole Page Brooks, right? That's right. Yeah, I hear you. Mm -hmm. um, I like this look. Uh, I I thought it was really dramatic. Uh, I thought it was really fun and fringy. I, I thought it fit her really well. It was it was great. It, when she takes off that hat, though, the magic and drama is gone, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you're just like, but where's Vivacious? Because I'm yeah. just seeing Ornacia. Is she under the dress? How does this work? <laughs> When does mother arrive is what I'm trying to find out. Will there yeah, be her cones? Mo her mother scrubs docks in hell, right? That's that's what I'm yeah, getting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm, this one looks like she's uh, she scrubs docks in uh, the La Brea Tar Pits because we were getting oil slick realness from, from Honey in that lip sync. We were getting uh, like extinction Creature of the Black realness. Lagoon. Yeah, right, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> This is how the Brontosaurus went down. Dot com. Yeah. <laughs> is she uh, get a trip from there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> is she uh, gonna go home from there? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she did. She really did. And she um, did. Uh, yeah. That's my Amanda Kaczynski. Um. Okay. So who is next? Scarlet. Scarlet Envy in. Uh, she was giving me uh, Morgan Fairchild playing an evil twin sister in an early 1980s TV movie, uh, which I'm fine with. Uh, yeah, Troy I got Savandu. White Queen. Yeah. Troy Savandu. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, yeah. Go. Uh, no, she, she looks great. I thought she looks great. Uh, I, yeah. I don't have anything bad to say about this look, except the fact that it was, yeah. you know, a, a leotard bodysuit, right? I mean, Michelle was right. It's like, girls, come on. Yeah. Yeah, you know. yeah, like, do what Miss Sugar did, which is our next look. Um, right. I love this. I thought, like, among other things, I felt like, you know how they do, maybe they did it a couple seasons ago where, like, a queen, like, redoes a failed runway look. Like, mm. this could be, like, Alexis Michelle's turquoise embellishments yes. done over. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because this I is, I mean, you. amazing. I think this is beautiful. I think the, the, um, the, coat that she had on when she came on onto the stage and then the reveal like the whole look um, right 
Right. Which is this awesome. Is like, uh, I thought she looked incredible. It's it's re reimagining Raja's problematic look. You know what I mean? Like it's not feathers. You know, coming out of a wigwam. Like it. There there seems to be a little bit yeah. more heart and thought here. Um, she must have been sweating so much in that rap, right? Mm. Oh my uh, so god! So for that oh. alone, I'm like, work, girl. Okay, all right, you're here. Yeah, and for how much that Rue made her sweat, otherwise, I mean. Sugar, oh, that that was just like, yeah, yeah, that was that was, that was wrong. Yeah, that was wrong. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sugar came, um, she turned into just a plastic liquid no, candy. Yeah, li- yeah. <laughs> liquid candy, which is like on the floor. Oh my yeah. god! Um, it was a melted next? Jolly Rancher at the bottom of a purse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> It's still good. Just lick the lids <laughs> off. It's still good. Um, if it's a blue one, I'll still eat it. So, uh, plastique, plastique. I didn't really have any notes on. It was fine. She looked good. It didn't really excite me, but it was fine. Oh, Mary, I'm getting a little worried for plastique because it's not. She's not. She's not becoming 3D like some of the other queens, you know? Like, I think she had a great moment last week. But in terms of the runway, it's not like Aquaria, where Aquaria was shocking us and looking fierce every single time. She looks fierce every time, but it's not shocking me. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's it's not like – it's kind of like, okay, we know that you can do beautiful. Like, that, that seems to be some. that's your look. That's your drag. But, like, what else is new? I think, you know, yeah. at this point, just being don't beautiful, be pretty, I don't mean... Don't be pretty, don't be pretty, don't be pretty, don't be pretty, yeah. Exactly, yeah, don't be pretty. To quote Pangina, don't be pretty. That I mean, yeah. ugh. Marys, if you're not watching Drag Race Thailand, you're not doing drag. I don't even know ugh. what to tell you. Ugh, God. so good. God. Ugh, I love that show. Ugh. Um, I mean, I, right. won't, I won't say yeah, any ahead. spoilers, but just to quickly say, and I texted you about this, but I did watch ahead, and I, I mean, I watched all the episodes. I got to the musical episode... Girl, you have no idea, Mary. Like, I'm gonna. I, I have to watch them live because otherwise, yeah. It, recording those episodes is gonna be weirder. So I I will get there. I will get there. But I'm excited too. I'm excited. It's yeah. gonna be so good. It, okay. Oh, anyway, um, let's get to Akira. Let's get through this runway. So Akira okay. is giving me Cleopatra Christmas tree, uh, and I like it. I think it's a great look. I think it's high drag. Yeah, I'm getting. I'm getting more into her. Her face is very painted. Uh, I didn't love the her bodysuit. There's like wrinkles in it. I don't love when that happens. When I can like see that it's like not her skin. But then again, it's a drag show, so it's like, all right, yeah, it's not your skin. Um, I do love the Jessica yeah. Frank kind of explosion. I'm starting to understand it. I'm starting to get it. I do want to see, <laughs> much like Cameron Michaels, I want to see. What happens when it's not so much? Just once. Just once. But who's, at the same time, she doesn't who, have to do anything that's not hers. You know what I mean? Who's Jessica Frank? Oh, my God. Jessica Frank. That's right. Lisa Frank. Jessica Frank was my old vo- uh, 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 choir teacher in high school. Oh, God. <laughs> Serving Jessica Frank realness. <laughs> Sorry. Lisa Frank. Can I get more from the back row? <laughs> <laughs> sopranos <laughs> sopranos uh, basso profundo sorry that's monet yeah um, <laughs> uh who's next mary i don't have them in order so you do oh so we've got raja when the boots are back 
with the red look. Oh, the boots. Raja with the red bodysuit. <laughs> the boots same, are back. Same boots. The boots are back. The same one she wore for her Kernedy Davenport runway. Okay. Yeah, you know, you said this, and it was so right on. This is a look you lip sync in. Yes, this is a look you lip sync in. This is a look you come out on stage to lip sync in because uh, it moves and it's not very good. And so this is a look you end up lip syncing in. <laughs> yeah, we're being super um, shady, but like, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I didn't, I wasn't excited by it. Another kind of bodysuit, right? It's like, okay. Um, yeah, anyway. she's also giving me like Latoya Jackson on the runway, like in her face. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's got a bit of a Jackson quality. Uh, so let's jump over to Nina. Um, what did I, oh, oh, I was like, what are my notes? Um, oh, I just said that I'm sure you'd love to ring out that mop. That's what I said. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is, uh, Thorgy Thor, uh, hair, right? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is like Thorgy's mom. Yeah. Yeah. There's also, uh, a, a famous Chicago drag queen. And I, I kept saying the word Lucy, and her first name is Lucy, but most people know her as Miss Fousey. So Miss Fousey is known for always having the same kind of pineapple shape on her head, and it's usually white. And so this was giving mm-hmm. me Miss Fousey realness. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, how about, let's talk about Brooklyn Heights. What did you think of this uh this Coachella Daisy Chain nonsense. Uh, my legs were opened up like Seven Eleven. I I was feeling the sixties. Oh. I was feeling Trinity K Bonet kind of, you know, with that throwback to Flower Power. Uh, I thought it was. I thought mm-hmm. it was nice. Uh, I thought it was fine. Um, a safe look. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't say I wasn't crazy about these daisies. It didn't make me bloom, <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, it was fine. Um, I'd still pick those flowers. Yeah, she could light up a room, you know, with a dollop of daisies. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, this look was just like a bunch of sour cream. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) 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 Uh, Only we will get that joke. Only we will get that joke. I know. Uh, Right, right. But if somebody else does. (laughs) Oh, I will live if somebody gets sour cream. I will get. I will. Live. I will live. Yeah. Uh, uh, are we at Evie yet? When are we getting to Evie? No. So we're at Vanessa now. Oh, uh, Vanessa. Vanessa <laughs> with the red look. Vanessa reads to me as like somebody's mean little sister, like the way that she walks the <laughs> runway. You know. Yeah, like her name. Like she bosses Betsy. around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she, like she, she's like eight, and she bosses around her like teenage <laughs> brother's friends, and they're like a little afraid of her. Or she's like eleven, you know. <laughs> And she's so That's mean. Perfect. She's so That's mean. Perfect. Oh, yeah. she is so cute. Uh, the the hair especially. Um, I I'm missing the share reference. Like I know this is a share look. I I can picture share in this look, but I don't know where. And that's why I mean by missing the reference. Like I don't know which one it is, but I know it's share. Does that make sense? Do you know it? Yeah, I I did not think this was a share reference. So that's oh news okay. To me. Did she say All this right. was share? Is that was her? Well, they were giving share puns left and right and. Yeah, so this was. Oh, share. I'm assuming, yeah. I'm assuming the hair was probably the biggest driver of that. But I don't know. You mean you mean the share? Sorry, <laughs> the share. It's very funny. It's very funny. It's very funny. Share's mom. It's very funny. Uh... It's very funny. 
so Evie, Thanks, Mom. <laughs> are we at Evie yet? <laughs> yes, Evie. It looks like if you swallowed gum, this is what comes out <laughs> in seven years. It's a lot of swallowed bubblicious. Like <laughs> if you, you did what? like a really like like a deep detox and it like got all that gunk out, it's like, oh, there's that gum I swallowed in high school. Oh, so I saw two things from this. I saw like a willow tree, you know, like in The Little Mermaid when they go into the lagoon and they go through. Like I saw just a pink version of that. But really the first thing I thought of was the pink slime from Ghostbusters 2. Yes, that comes up through the through the tub drain and tries to get the baby. Oh, I remember. Yeah, that. like yeah. this is the drag version of that. And for that, Mary, mm-hmm. I loved it. I loved it. I know that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. People are reading it. I guess they got like booted by Raja. I don't really care at all if, what Raja and Aquaria think. They are brilliant and more fashion forward than me. So great. But for me, when I look at this, I'm excited by this drag. Yeah, well, I think this is the kind of look that either, like, you're into it or you're not. Like, this is the kind of thing that either it speaks to you or it doesn't. And I think that's – excuse me. I think that that is very true to Evie. I I think she's like, well, I don't really care if you like it. This is what I want to do. And and so I kind of, like – I appreciate and I'm I'm kind of looking forward to if there's always kind of elements of Evie's drag where it's like, oh, I could see somebody hating this. You know, like, I think that's kind of – Sharon Needles had that quality mm. a little bit of like, oh, I can mm-hmm. see some people not liking yeah. this. But Bobby if you're drag into queen, it, you're really right. into yeah. it. I'm with mm-hmm. you. Or totally. like um, Adore Delano, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is appropriate because they had that mini challenge together. Um, yeah. Are we at, are we at Akira? Who's, who's next? No. So we've done Akira. She was the Cleopatra Christmas tree. Uh, we are at Mercedes <laughs> doing... Um, uh, she was a we menorah, are, Mary. She was a menorah. <laughs> she was. She was a. Uh, she was all of the all of the December holidays. She was a menorah. <laughs> she was a Christmas tree. She. There may she have was, been some kind of like Kwanzaa was, thing situation. She, I couldn't she, see it. She, she was Hanukkah heart. <laughs> she was. Yeah, she was Hanukkah heart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I loved it. I did uh, love boy, it. Vey I did away. Love it. <laughs> Uh, sorry. Uh, uh, Oiga Phelps. Yeah, no, so, yeah. Oiga Fringe. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, Mercedes, this reminded me of Jaden Dior Fierce's green camo look from season seven. Remember oh, she had on, yeah, like, yeah. it had the same green camo. Right. I, I, I think Mercedes was... I think she was really driving in the fast lane here, doing not so well in the challenge and having that green on the runway. I was like, girl, you really want to go home. You really want to go to the junkyard, don't you? Uh, well, you know what? For me, Mary, had she left the lampshade on, I think I probably wouldn't have clocked it as much. It was the red hair when I realized how just kind of uh, unjudged it was. Does that make sense? Like she and Raja could have been hosting at a bar together. <laughs> yeah, 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 yes, yeah, yes, yes. This is like, yeah, yeah. This is Thursday night pieces, you know. Totally, totally. And like they'll put on a show for you, but you're at pieces, Mary. So right. that's yeah, you're at pieces. Uh, okay, so Silky Nutmeg Ganache. 
Oh, this... no, we still have Ariel Versace. Oh, Ariel Versace. I thought we talked so about her, her Lisa Frank, Jessica Frank look. Oh, you know what? We were talking about Akuria, and then you just – I think maybe you just cross streams. I, mean, <laughs> I don't think we switched over to Ariel. I think you just were like, now I'm talking about Ariel. I was like, okay, well, we'll figure it out. Oh, Mary, it's a long this weekend. We'll- I, I had a long weekend, and Marys don't know that we have – we're not – in front of each other right now so there's kind of this lag in uh yeah. skype so it's a little tricky but whatever um and yeah, we also so, had like a huge fight before we recorded and oh we're not right prepared, right so right. We're you done. know <laughs> we're done we're done we're done um so uh yeah ariel i my only note was that she's from south payette new jersey i don't know why i just the way she's like because she has those payettes payette is south payette is not a town it just sounds like a like a southern jersey town yeah i'm from totally. south payette i'm 26 i'm from 26. south payette yeah. i went to manalapan high school um yeah uh, but yeah, i no, live in I, south payette I love how she paints. Uh, I really do. Uh, I appreciate how she paints and um, getting. I'm starting to understand where she is, but I already talked about her. So you know, rewind, Mary, if you want yeah, to. Yeah, Jessica Ariel. Frank. <laughs> Jessica Frank. Yeah. Um, so silky, right. silky nutmeg ganache. This was, I guess, she made this right, and that's kind of what's impressive about it is that she made this herself, and that there's like 80 yards of fringe on it, but. If you're going to put that much work into it, I, I don't know. I was It was just kind of one thing. And what was amazing was how she moved in it and what she did in it. But it wasn't the spectacle that I think some of the other dresses were. Does that make sense? Uh, completely. I mean, I think that, like, face-wise, she looked like a fat Kennedy Davenport. And I thought oh. that was um, interesting. She's mm. also given me a little bit of Nell Carter on the runway, which is okay. always fun. Yeah, um, we love that. And... Yeah, uh, but yeah, I think especially when she had that moment on Untucked when she tore it off, I was like, what, were you at the dentist getting x-rays? What's with this reveal? Like, what are you doing here? What's this What's this smock, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you know, you got an art class you're trying to get to, sweetheart? So I... Um, I yeah, I didn't think it was anything special. I really think honestly Sil- Silky was like flat out just safe this episode. Like it was surprising to see such a big personality be so muted in a way until untalked this episode. Right. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that one. Uh I I wonder where I really wonder where this journey is going. It it seems like there's a lot more that's happening and maybe we'll talk about it in nuance uh silky's journey because i think that there's going to be a lot more pain revealed um to kind of explain Mm. some of what she's doing but uh at the same time like yeah she's 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 doing it you know i I, she's playing the game so it wouldn't surprise me if she knows when to be safe and when not to be you know yeah I mean, I don't know. Uh, I, I think that'll be interesting when we finish the season to look back to figure out, like, what was Silky's strategy? Yeah. Because <clears throat> I could see at the same time her being like, you got to shine in every moment. You know, she got that big old straw. So <laughs> keep sucking, you know. Ooh. Uh, so the winner is Nina and obviously the, the Britney team. Uh, you, I'm sure you were over the moon. I watched you be over the moon about this. I was surprised. I really thought that it should have been Vanjie. 
Uh, I understand why it was Nina, but I thought it should have been Vanjie. I thought Vanjie killed it, Mary. Killed it. I think if Vanjie won this week, it would have been like Glenn Close winning the Oscar for The Wife. It would have been like, all right, I mean, sure, but like, I just think there are, there are, that's not Glenn Close's Oscar. Sunset Boulevard is Glenn Close's Oscar. And this was not Vanjie's win, but Vanjie's win is coming. It just hasn't okay. gotten here yet. And, all right, Mary. and I feel like when it comes, we're going to know, you know? Okay. All right. Uh, I, I, I'm, I won't hold my breath, as they say. Yeah, well, well, that's showbiz. Uh, so, I mean, let's just, I mean, we. I, I think I can just cut right to really just like the lip sync in terms yeah. of the concept of the six-way lip sync. Yeah. I'll say this. I think it was a cool idea, but I think execution-wise, it was, it was like hard. It, it, like, it was kind of like the top four lip sync when you're like, I don't Ugh. really know who I'm watching or why, you know? Right, right. It's, it's a great way to eliminate somebody with, you know, with a little bit of rigor morris, you know, because we, we don't really know what happened there. Uh, there were moments mm -hmm. that they showed us, but there was so much going on that I didn't really love it. I really didn't love it. It was like when uh, they filmed the finale for uh, season 10 and it was like Cameron and Aquaria and uh, Eureka doing eight different cha costume changes. There was too much going on. Granted, I loved it on TV. I love that it happened. I was like, this is a gag. And it's not telling me any any story. Does that make sense? Yeah, no. I mean, it, it just seemed like something to do just for the sake of having a goop. And yeah, I think, like, totally. in comparison, like, Drag Race Thailand does shit all the time with lip syncs. You know, having three queens lip sync or, you know, do it again. Do it again. Or yeah. All that shit. Like, but it all makes sense in the context of what happens in the show. And so with this, it just kind of felt like, ooh, what if we did this? And, like, at the moment, like, I, we were both living for it. And if I was drunk at a bar, I'd be living for right, it. Right, right. But looking back, it was like, eh. It kind of felt like, like especially once when the song kind of like starts to take off at the beginning, you could feel them all kind of being a bit restrained because they didn't have enough space to really go yeah. off. Yeah. You know, like it's a song you kind of like you expect a queen to go off, but like then the only queen who does is like honey and then it's like not it's frowned upon. So yeah, you're not supposed to go off uh, the stage. You're supposed to take your wig off and reveal another wig. You know, I, they were mm -hmm. off going off with six other people on the stage. I think the challenge is don't go off show restraint. Yeah. And, and put it all in your well, face, you know, which I think is what Honey was doing before that point. Like, when they would cut oh. to her, I was like, well, geez, she's really, like, she was selling it way more than Raja, way more right. than Plastique. I think when we talked about this in the hot take, I think you felt that Suga had kind of disappeared in the lip sync. Yeah. I definitely, watching it again, I think that she, I liked her a lot more watching it again. I could see what okay. she was doing. Okay. Um, um, I Watching and, it again. And so, oh. oh, I was going to say, and Scarlett was fine. Yeah, Scarlett, she had the wig reveal. She was fine. I The one thing that I, I think I'm going to take with me as a rule for me, as a rule for Johnny, but also maybe a rule on Drag Race, when there's an echo in a song, you're not supposed to lip sync that echo. So I hated oh, when the yeah. queens were like, waiting for it tonight, night, night, and they lip sync night. And I'm like, no, 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 mm -hmm. no, no. That, she's not singing that. That's an echo. Right. 
Right. I, I feel like that's, I see, I, there's mo- there's parts of a song, like, you know, towards the end of a song where there's kind of like, it'll be kind of the same repeated thing over and over, but then like something else will kind of, it'll be the same singer. I'm not explaining this well, but like, you ha- basically what I'm trying to say is a queen has to decide which part of the song she's going to do. Right. Is she going to do the rep- the repetitive part or is she going to do the like little peek out moments you yeah, know yeah yeah and i feel the like... solo part or the descant right oftentimes in pop mm-hmm. songs because we've already heard the chorus twice the third chorus and kelly clarkson does this all the time they'll play the chorus underneath her while she's riffing above it and the queen that's if, yes yeah so if you are a queen like shea coulee who does the whole song does all three verses and all three choruses by the third chorus you should be doing the nuances that the singer is doing, right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Because they're they're usually they feel kind of improvised and a little bit more like exciting and and unpredictable. And I would imagine at that point, once we've seen you do the same two verses over and over, that's what the audience is looking for. Like, right? Surprise me at the end of the song. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I I feel like that's the kind of choice with a song like this. You also have to make with, with a remix. You have to make the choice of what. You're, what vocals are being used as music and what vocals are vocals? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think that especially with an echo, I think an echo is even easier to spot than the riffing above the main melody. Because, uh, yeah, there's mm-hmm. an argument to be made like, oh, I'm not going to do the riffing, but you should do the riffing. Uh, but with an echo, it's like, no, 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 that's not the singer isn't singing that. So I'll stand by that. Right. Yeah. I'm with you. I get that. Um, yeah. I I wish that we got to see this lip sync with just two queens, mm-hmm. um, and th- we got to kind of see them really like do their whole thing. Uh, I I wish. I mean, honestly, I am. I was ready to see Raja go home. I think for being the team captain, mm-hmm. for having a weak runway, for being yeah. one of the weakest in the challenge. I could not understand why she wasn't even in the bottom two in terms right. of like the elimination order. Right. Like, what was that about? Why was Suga in the bottom two, so to speak? I don't know why Suga was. In terms of Raja, I know that there's tension between Raja and Evie, right? I, I, I think, mm-hmm. I mean, certainly they, they made up in Untucked. But Raja is showing some fire, whereas Honey, it seems like Honey is muted in, in, in comparison to these other queens. And I wonder if that's why they sent her home because she wasn't giving the talking heads or the drama that that some of the other queens were. Um, I, again, if 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 anybody had to go home for this challenge and the runway, I would have picked Raja. That's who I would have picked. But you know, again, mm-hmm. I liked her in the confessionals. I think she's charming. So it'll be a nice redemption. We'll see how long she lasts. Uh, I miss Honey already. I I thought Honey was fucking fantastic uh the first two episodes uh in the confessionals i was just so charmed by her so i'm really disappointed same same i think that and this week you know we saw a lot more talking heads with her and i really enjoyed it and i thought oh cool we're gonna see more of honey but it was like oh we're just kind of squeezing out the bottle got it all right (laughs) uh yeah so that was kind of a bummer uh but anyway, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much – I mean, I have a few more BSA nominations, but they're all in Untucked. So, Marys, you'll have to listen to Nuance to find out who is this week's Best Supporting Actress nominee or winner. All right. All right. Well, let's do that. Uh, any In any event, Mary, if you have any thoughts 
on this main episode, uh, you can reach out to us on Twitter at All Right Mary, or you can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com, or you can email us at podcast at gmail.com. And if you want, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm at Johnny also. Uh, and you can get more of me on my podcast, In the Details, a celebration of nuance, where each week I queen out on all of the acting choices, micro moments, and magic in the minutia that make a scene great. That's my little catchphrase. I finally got it down to a science. Oh, uh, and you can get more of Mary. me. Sorry, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been working that one for, for a number of weeks now, but I feel like now I, it's like, oh, I have it the same way I've got the All Right Mary one. Okay. Um, <laughs> and. Uh, and so we can also get more of me on Twitter at Colin Drucker, and you can get more of both of us, uh, including hot takes like we did this week at patreon.com backslash allrightmary, uh, which we're also doing Drag Race Thailand Season 2 right now for Patreons. Um, for Free Skate Marys, that's not going to be available till the summer, but I'm telling you, girl, having now watched the entire season up to the most recent episode, if you are not doing Drag Race Thailand Season 2, I don't know what you're doing. I just don't know anymore. <laughs> It's just so good. Uh, oh, Pangina Heels so Alone. Pangina Heels Alone is worth tuning in for. She is probably now one of my top favorite queens in the world. You know? Like, she is yeah. fucking yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. And the queens on this on season two are so talented and so charming. I mean, I just – I can't talk enough about Angelia Nang. That is uh, the towel dress queen. I mean uh, – uh, God, I love her. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, Mary, we have a last chance lip sync. We, you, do you want to introduce it? We do. I do. I do. So obviously, uh, there were a lot of divas that these queens could have chosen from. And while the Britney team certainly made a good choice and turned it out, the Mariah team uh, did not. And I feel like there were obviously a lot of other obvious choices they could have chosen. And it seems to me, other than Gaga, I feel like the one that is the easiest, that gives you the biggest like range of, of references to use, would be Madonna. Mm. And so I think in in honor of that, I think that this, this week's Last Chance Lip Sync has to be the song I'm Not Madonna by High Fashion. It's a great <laughs> song. A lot of queens have lip synced to it. It's a great song. Um, cool. And uh, maybe next time they'll do Madonna. <laughs> All right, Marys. We will see you in nuance. Have a great one. See ya. See ya.